God, we thank you that it can be well with our soul, no matter our circumstance, no matter our situation, no matter what we go through, God, that we can say those words, it is well with my soul. And God, I thank you that um, in the life of Horatio Spafford, you were able to be such to him that he could write those words in the depths of despair. God, we thank you. We thank you for the God that you are. We thank you for the meaning that you bring to our life. We thank you, God, that you have redeemed us, that you have brought us back and that we get to say words like, it is well with my soul, with absolute conviction because you love us, because our eternities are secure in you and because nothing else can really hurt us now. God, thank you for loving us. Thank you for reaching down for us. Thank you for thinking us worthy in our unworthiness. God, we thank you for today. We thank you that we can gather, even virtually, that we can gather in your name as your family and that we can come together to worship you. We can come together to bring you glory and honour as you deserve. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning and welcome to church this morning um, on this rainy Sunday morning. Um, It's just so wonderful to see you all gathering online and to see all your names coming up in the chat and for you, you know, chatting with each other and uh, reaching out to one another. It's just so lovely um, to be part of God's family together on a day like this. Uh, While I'm talking to you, I would love you to be signing into our online service. So make sure you use the um, the Church Centre app and check in to the online service just so that we know that you were here. Also, if you say hi in the chat in whichever platform you are using, just um, say hi to us and we will know that you are watching with us. That would be fabulous. Also, while I'm talking to you... um, You can be filling out some of the cards that will come up. Um, You can fill out a Connect card. Maybe you have a prayer request or or something that you want to share with your church family. So make sure you use those cards to do that. Also, while I'm talking to you, hopefully you've all remembered that it is communion today and that you've prepared something already. If not, you could quickly run away and grab something now uh, and come back ready to share communion together in just a few moments. Um. We have no newsletter news really today because everything has been postponed at least. Um, so I just thought we'd, we'd share a little bit of church family news and have a bit of a chat about things like that. So um, this is our little five people bubble. You can see three of us here, but we also have the lovely Bonnie being our tech director and John is being our sound person today. Um, and this lockdown is a little bit different to normal because uh, Previously, when we've had five, we could rotate people through every week, Um, but we've had to nominate this time which the five are going to be, and we are your five. Um, So hopefully... Hopefully uh, that is okay with you because that's that's what we've got. Um, we're just so blessed to have people uh, like Phil and Kristen that can pull this off. Um, churches uh, would be very, very grateful to have such great musos to lead us in worship. So um, remember to flick them a message and just say thanks for everything you're doing. And also, um, you know... Bonnie and John as well. I mean, they're doing a great job up the back there and having a little party, actually. Um, so, uh, yeah, anyway, that's that's where we're at. So it's the same five people 
for the duration. Um, also, we're going to pop up a quick photo, a bit of church family news. So little baby Eden is a week older than she was last week. As Oh, keep doing that, as, as we all are. But anyway, hopefully you can enjoy seeing a bit of baby goodness. Um, so normally, of course, Pastor Brad and Alana would be in church and everyone would be able to uh, see baby Eden. But um, So we're going to keep you up to date as we go along. Um, you're also probably wondering why I'm surrounded by balloons on the stage here. Um, there are 10 uh, and there is a reason for that. So um, a whole week ago on Friday, uh, there were eight young people who made a first-time commitment uh, during the last in-person youth service that was allowed. Um, so we'd just like to celebrate them. And also there are two extras. So one of those is for Janice and one of those is also for Kath, whose story we're going to hear a little bit later as well. So we just want to have like a visual representation that you know, of the party that there was in heaven for these precious 10 people who have made a commitment to follow Jesus. So enjoy the balloons um, and be praying for those people as well. That would be fabulous. All right, so we're going to pray together. Um, we've got a few things that we really need to pray for. Um, obviously, the, the COVID situation um, for us in Victoria, but also all around um, Australia and wider afield as well. Um, and I also encourage you to be praying for the Afghan situation as well. So, we have some people in our church that are connected to people who have people there, like, so it's sort of one step removed, but also... Um, you know, maybe you also have people that, that you know who are connected to that situation. So I really encourage you to uh, be praying um, during the week. Um, make sure that you sort of keep up to date with what's going on there. So there are some great sites you can get on, um, some Christian sites that will keep you up to date with what the prayer needs are. So Open Doors or the Australian Prayer Network pretty sure that's what it's called. Um, they will keep you up to date with what the prayer needs are. Um, we really need to be upholding those people in prayer. Um, also had a message from um, Karen, was chatting to her yesterday and they are trying to get back to Victoria but they are um, being kept out at the moment. So um, they're going to come as far as they can and then just wait there until the situation changes or they get one of their permits approved. So you can be praying for that as well um, and other things in our church family that you'll be aware of. So let's just join together and we'll pray. God, we know that you are the God that can change things. God, we know that nothing is impossible for you. Nothing is too hard for you. God, we bring before you our prayers and requests this morning. And God, we just... Um, we uphold these people before you, God. We hold them up in front of you, our precious ones. Uh, young Nathan, who's had a difficult week again this week and been back in hospital, God, we hold him up before you and we ask for your healing touch in his body. God, we thank you for um, the journey that you've already brought him through. And God, we, we just pray that that continues, uh, that you continue to heal his body. God, we thank you for the amazing gift that it is that our bodies can heal and reform even after um, situations like this. God, we thank you for him. We thank you for his family who are supporting him and, and uh, being around him and helping him and who really want the very best for him. And we include ourselves in that, his church family as well. God, we want uh, the very best for this young man. And God, we know that you are the one who can work in his body and bring that to be.
And God, we pray for Karen and Ray who are stuck outside of Victoria and really want to be back home now. God, we pray that you will move in that situation, that you will allow them um, safe passage through all of the, the areas that they need to get through. And God, that they will be able to return to their home and settle back again in Victoria. Um, God, we think of um, people around the world who are struggling with the COVID situation. And in Victoria, um, even though we are so hard locked down, God, we know that our situation is so much better than people around the world. And, and we just uphold them before you this morning. God, we, we know that you can, you can work through this situation. And God, we know that, um, that you will use even terrible situations like this to, to turn people towards you, that you can bring good from this situation. And God, we ask you for that to continue now. And God, we pray for people in uh, really dangerous situations in the world, um, particularly in Afghanistan. And God, we know that you know that situation better than we could or better than any uh, site that we could search. But uh, God, as, as we lift these people up before you, God, we know that they are real people, that they have real families, that they have real people who care about them, that they have their own children, that they are just like we are, but they are just in it in unimaginable danger where they are. God, we pray that that you continue to protect people, God, that you will um, allow them safe passage in what seems like an impossible, impossible situation. God, I pray that you uh, keep them safe, that you will work a miracle, that you will allow them uh, to be removed from that situation. God, I pray that um, that the people who mean them harm, that you will give them blind eyes and that people can walk past unnoticed in miraculous ways. God, we know that you've done that before and we ask you to do it again. And we hold these people up before you and God, we commit to keep praying for this situation. God, we thank you for today. We thank you for situations in our own life that you are Lord of. God, we thank you that, um, that we can celebrate together, that we can enjoy looking at uh, little baby Eden and, and the other babies that, that have been born uh, in our church family this year as well. God, we thank you for great times where we, where we can come together, where we will come together in the future and that we can celebrate being your family. God, and as we continue with our service this morning, God, I, I just ask, God, that you will um, continue to be a part of our life here this morning and into the week as well. God, we, we pray, come Holy Spirit into our service this morning, into our lives, into our week, into our relationships. Come Holy Spirit and change us. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, hopefully you have all gathered something for communion by now. Um, you just need something to, to eat and something to drink and you are fine. Um, okay, so as we come to this time of communion, I'm going to read a scripture which is perhaps not um, the most regularly used scripture uh, when it comes to communion, but uh, we can learn new things. Um, this is found in Hebrews 4 and it's uh, verse 14 to 16. Since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. 
For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathise with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. As I was reflecting on this passage, um, I really feel that this scripture gives us a sense of the heart of Jesus for us. His heart is towards us. He knows what we go through because he has been tempted as we are. Everywhere that we are, have been and will be, Jesus has been, except he was without sin. The cross is where Jesus paid the price that we couldn't pay for all of our sins. That price doesn't ever need to be paid again. It is finished, complete, nothing else needed ever. And sometimes two things can be true at the same time. In this case, many things are true really at the same time. I don't know. um, We focus on the cross and Jesus' sacrifice for us, his death and resurrection. and, And that's a historical thing that happened and it just needed to happen once. It paid for everything once and it doesn't need to be done again. I don't know if like me, you don't spend a lot of time thinking about what is Jesus doing now? Um, He did that then, but what is he doing now? And this is the thing that's true at the same time as the fact that it got done once and that was enough. But now Jesus continues to intercede on our behalf and to be our advocate before God. The intercession is something that happens all the time. He's he's constantly applying um, the promises of his death and resurrection to our situation. He is um, pleading with the Father for us all the time. And when we need it, he is our advocate before God as well. So he will come over to where we are and he will walk with us to the Father and help us explain ourselves. Um, I don't know about you, but I need that um, And it doesn't just mean the big things, it can mean the little things. And for me, like I look back over my week and I think, was I as kind as I could possibly be? Was I as loving as I could possibly be? Did I work as hard as I could possibly work? And I'd have to say no. Um, So I need Jesus. I need Jesus to be um, interceding for me, for him to be explaining about me to the Father. And we needn't think that the Father is unwilling um, because actually when you think about it, he is the one who sent Jesus to uh, make that sacrifice for us. He's very willing and Jesus stands in between and explains for us. I was reading this in a book. This isn't in the Bible, so don't build your life on it. Um, But it said that Jesus was astonishing the angels with the things that he was saying about us. And I just thought that was a wonderful picture of all of the wonderful things that Jesus is saying about us to the Father. It is astonishing the angels. Um, Hopefully that makes you smile too. The intercession of Jesus is his heart connecting our heart to God's heart. I think that's a really great picture of what Jesus is doing now. So let's reflect on the heart of Jesus as we take communion together. His heart is towards us. It is for us. And as we take these symbols of his body and his blood that were shed for us, just reflect on that, on on the love that Jesus has for us, for the way that he continues to intercede for us and the way that he will be and is being our advocate before God. Let's pray together. 
God, we just thank you. We thank you uh, for this sacrifice that we remember today. We thank you, God, that, um, that you sent Jesus for us once and for all and that he paid that price once and for all. And we thank you, God, that, that he continues to have his heart towards us, that your heart is towards us, that your great joy is to listen to Jesus' intercession for us. God, we thank you that, um, that this sacrifice makes everything possible, that this sacrifice joins our heart to yours through Jesus and for the way that that just changes everything. God, thank you for reaching down to us. Thank you for loving us. And God, thank you for considering us worthy. In Jesus' name, amen. I just invite you to take the elements um, in your own time. Lovely. Um, we're going to have a second story of hope now. And um, as I was reflecting on Cass' story, I, um, I w- my mind went back to something that was said in a, a sermon um, quite a, a few weeks ago now. And it was uh, Tom Poss's last sermon, which was at the end of the Esther series. So you can go back and check that out. If you haven't listened to that sermon, you definitely should. Um, not just because he's my son, but because it was a really good sermon. Um, and Tom said something in that message that just, it's one of those uh, lines that you just hear sometimes and it just gets you um, and you just think my life will never be the same again. Um, and the line was, uh, he was talking about the festival of Purim and uh, the way that people went around um, taking, uh, they bought food and they gave it away to everyone else and they had packages of money and they would give that away to everyone else. And, and the, the idea was, uh, and this was the line, is that every outstretched hand was met. And I just thought, what a perfect picture of what the church should be, that every outstretched hand is met, that the needs are met. Um, and and I, just, I just know that that is going to be a line that, that I will keep coming back to, especially in my pastoral care role here, um, that every outstretched hand needs to get met by the church. So I can't do it. I can't meet every outstretched hand. Um, but our church collectively can. Um, as much as we are able. And so as we listen to Cass' story um, this morning, I hope you get a real sense of that coming through in the way that uh, that the church did meet the needs that Cass had in so many different ways. And I uh, just, yeah, encourage you to listen to the, the story that Cass shares with us today. We're just so excited that, that Cass is uh, represented by one of these balloons here uh, because her life has been changed by Jesus. So watch your screens. Well, good morning uh, once again. Welcome to church. Great to have you with us uh, this morning. And it's great to have Kath here with me this morning, who's going to share her, a bit of her story. And Kath's a little bit nervous. I mean, every person that I chat with uh, with, these, with these stories is always a little bit nervous. Um, and, but Kath's got a great story to, to share this morning, and it's going to be a great encouragement to us. Uh, some of you may know Kath. Uh, you may have met her uh, at church or you may know her through through kids or through a small group um, or you may have never have met her and this morning you'll learn a little bit more about her and the way God has moved in her life. Um, Kath's story um, is pretty recent. It's actually uh, a lot of it has happened sort of this year uh, and it's been um, great to, to hear and see 
some of the some of the changes, some of what God has done. But I suppose a big turning point um, or a big moment for you was actually earlier on this year in March, yep. where you sort of got a knock on the door. You were saying at two yeah. a.m. in the morning from the police. I did. Um, so we had just moved from our rental to our new home. Yeah. And my husband decided to celebrate for the first time. We'd just moved up to sale 12 months earlier from Melbourne. And he decided first night, you know, first time, let's go out for a few drinks mm-hmm. um, with a mate. And then my husband kept on drinking after his mate had gone home. And then after the local pub closed, um, everyone was shooed out mm-hmm. and my husband got king hit in the face. Um, he suffered a fractured, fractured orbital socket, so around his eye, um, and was taken to Sale Hospital where they thought he would lose his eye and he was transferred as an emergency down to Dandenong mm-hmm. where they were able to relieve the pressure but they weren't sure at that time if he would lose his sight in that eye. Um, so I have my phone permanently on silent um, and so, of course, I got no phone calls and at two o'clock in the morning I had the knock, knock, knock from the Mr Policeman who came to tell me my husband had been assaulted, um, which I kind of just laughed off because he just said, oh, yeah, he's got a bit of a shiner, he'll be right. And, oh, OK, I'll, uh, I'll give them a call in the morning and I went back to bed. Um, I've got two young children, Lauren and Harvey. Harvey's now three. He was two at the time. He slept through everything. (laughs) Um, Lauren was in the bed as well, so we were all in the bed just to make everyone sleep, and she woke up, but I've just gone, oh, no, everything's fine. Just go back to sleep. Mm -hmm. I actually thought the knock on the door was my husband trying to come in. Um, Anyway, about half an hour later, I get another knock on the door, and it's Mr Policeman again. And he's like, oh, they think it's probably a bit worse. Um, he's going to Nong Hospital. And I'm like, okay, all right, no, mm, Sale Hospital's a bit small. I, li- I work in healthcare, so I, I'm kind of like justifying everything to myself. Yeah, because you're, you're a paramedic. I'm a paramedic, oh, yeah. yep. I work up in Terrelgan, but yeah. hopefully eventually in Sale. Yeah. Um, like, all right, just justifying. Yeah, look, they probably just want to make sure he's okay. Okay, I'll go back to bed. Um, anyway, about another hour later, I get a phone call from the hospital saying, um, look, we've got the ambulance here. They're not going to transfer your... Um, the ambulance is refusing to transfer your husband until they relieve the pressure behind his eye. Our surgeon isn't comfortable in doing it because of the risks associated with it. Um, and, you know, at this time I'm just getting a bit more worked up. My daughter's now hearing these conversations mm-hmm. and I'm like, OK, um, I'll, I'll see what I can do. And being a paramedic, I called my boss. And while I love to say, I called him up and said, look, my husband's in hospital, I want him out, he needs to be transferred, he needs to go ASAP, he needs to go, go, go. I wasn't. I was in tears going, please, please just let them go. You know, they're not going to let... They're not going to relieve this pressure. Um, so, yeah, so that was where we were at. I had no car mm-hmm. at that time because my husband had taken my car 
to the pub. Mm -hmm. His car was at the rental place for the moving machine and uh, moving machine <laughs> for the move, <laughs> for the, move yeah. the moving truck. And um, so I called up some friends and they organised for getting everything. But at that stage, I was like, well. Lauren was worried about her dad. Let's try and get some normality. And um, Lauren had been coming to church. Now, we're not religious at that time, um, me and my husband. We, we were comfortable if she wanted to explore her own religion. We're, we were always very open. If she said she wanted to be a uh, Muslim, we would have supported it. Christian, whatever she wanted to explore, we were very open to it. We've gone, well, the worst thing that can happen is she becomes a good person. Um, so she was going to church quite regularly with a family that we had met when we were in our rental, um, Tamara and Scott. Mm -hmm. And so I called up or messaged Tamara saying, hey, can you take Lauren to church this morning? Um, can you come and pick her up? I don't have a car at the moment. Um, can you just take her? I'll come and pick her up once I've got a vehicle and everything's a bit more settled. Um, something happened last night. And I kind of left it at that, and she, we, Lauren got to her. She went to church, and um, I said, oh, I'll come pick her up because, I, I don't know, I just wanted, wanted to come and pick her up. And normally she'd go with Tamara, you know, I had lunch with Tamara, but for some reason I'm like, no, I want to pick her up today. So I've come in to pick her up at church, and um, I was quite frantic. I don't know why. I just was... I can't find Tamara, uh, I'm running around and there was some lovely people who tried to point me in the right direction but eventually found Tamara and I'm just like, uh, Ray got assaulted last night um, I, and I started, it was my first moment of being able to process of what was going on and I've just gone, and I think I need God and she's like, I think you need God too. I've gone, I'm coming to church next Sunday and she's like, okay, no, that sounds great. Whatever you need, come and, come and, you know, whatever help you need, please let me know. And I've gone, OK, thank you, which that week we did. Um, hus um, my husband, Ray, was in and out of hospital. He came out of hospital about three days later, but we had to go back to Melbourne mm -hmm. several times to see ophthalmologists and surgeons. And so I was like, look, can you just take the kids? Because it's such a long trip. Yep. It's, you know, two and a half hours round trip. Um, and I asked her, you know, can you take the kids just for a little bit? Um, and her little... Her daughter, um, Kira, made a, a cake for us, saying, God loves you. <laughs> and it, it just made me, you know, just felt loved, actually. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that was my first time coming in, yeah. but just that overwhelming feeling of, I, I think I need to be here. Yeah. People seem lovely. Everyone seemed happy mm. or content sure. and calm. Yeah. There was this calmness. Mm. I, yeah. But, but growing up for you, you would never have thought... No. God was, I, God was a part of the picture. No. So I had a little bit of Sunday school through primary school. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it wasn't Sunday school. It was during the week. But back in the days when the church was allowed in. Um, so I learned a few stories there. My grandmother had a children's Bible, which I used to love to read for mm -hmm. the stories. Um, and then in year nine, I went to a Catholic school, just more because it was 
a better school around mm -hmm. more than anything. Um, my mother had got um, divorced and was with a new partner. He was Catholic. Um, and his kids went to that school. So that was a way for us to kind of go into a, a better school in the area. And me and the Catholic Church didn't agree. Um, I, I, I was one of those, oh, you know, I was a kid, I was rebellious. I, you know, things did not, you know, someone died and then three days later they're alive again. Like that, it, it's an impossibility. Mm. And that was just how I viewed it. Um, you know, I think it might have... I don't know why back then I wasn't open to it. I was open to religion. Um, after I finished year 12, I, you know, I explored other religions. I looked into Buddhism. I even, as I joke around, it was the late 90s when I... Wicca was a big thing. I looked into Wicca, just more the natural side of it as opposed to the not-so-good side of it. It was more of, you know, communing with nature. Um, you know, I was open to that. And even me and my husband have always said, you know, we, we're never atheists. Mm. You know, you, you look in the world and you go, there's got to be something more. But we didn't know what it was. Sure. We couldn't say what it was. So we'd always say we were agnostic. Mm -hmm. was the best thing. Yeah. So. And so then um, uh, the, the week, the first Sunday you came, you picked up Lauren, and the next Sunday was I, actually Easter Sunday. It was Easter Sunday. And you came to and the I, church. I came to church. I brought Lauren with me, mm -hmm. and Harvey stayed at home with mm -hmm. Ray. Um, oh, did I bring him? No, I think I actually I did bring him. I think that was his first day at, um, at Crèche. Mm -hmm. Um, it was more just to give Ray a break from, mm -hmm. from the kids as well. Um, and, I, you know, I'm like, well, I think I need God. Do I believe this? Mm -hmm. Could I believe this? You know, is this me just reaching out for some community? Because we were still new. You know, we had made some friends in the area, but our neighbours who we got along really well with had moved on. There were Raffies. They moved on. Um, so we hadn't made many connections. Um, so I'm like, am I just here to make friends? Yeah. Um, and I sat down and I listened to your sermon on the rising of Jesus after, you know, on Easter Sunday. Um, and I laughed because no one had ever explained the story the way you had. And I sat there going, oh, that actually makes sense how you put it that, you know, who would believe a woman back then? And, you know, Mary Magdalene was the first one to go and check the tomb and he was not there. And then she's run to tell everyone he's not there. And back then, who would have believed a woman? And I never thought, you know, these stories were written so long ago, or stories, mm. history was written so long ago when women were looked down upon. Mm. Well, now, as a modern woman, you go, well, of course we would be believed. Mm. But back then, of course not. Um, and in saying that kind of thing, that that made me question my beliefs mm. more than anything. And, I, and that actually made sense mm. to me. And it was one of the first times a story of Jesus had made sense yeah, to right. me. Yeah. So. Um, and so from that moment, 
um, of hearing that the, the gospel message. What yeah. what happened after that? What were some of the what were some of the things that, that, that changed for you? Well, during worship that day, mm-hmm. I had a strange feeling come over me, um, almost feeling a bit faintish, um, heat going through me. I didn't know what it was, so I was just like, yeah, "That was weird." Mm-hmm. All right, um, and then. It happened probably. It's happened probably three or four times while while worship. Mm-hmm. Like one time, it was just so intense. I had to, you know, it's middle of winter, and I'm taking off my jumper, mm-hmm. and I joke and say, if I was not at church, I would have disrobed. I just had, <laughs> I had this cold, hot feeling all through my body, and I'm just like, this is really strange. But it just happened that I was at. Alpha. So I started Alpha. Um, Tamara had said, hey, you know, this Alpha course is running. You've got questions. This might help you. I haven't done Alpha before. Do you want to come with me? And we'll both go together and we'll, mm-hmm. you know, learn something. And I've got, okay. And so I spoke about this cold heat mm-hmm. that I had and they've just gone, oh, so you had the feeling of, of God go through you. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. That's, that's unusual all right yeah um and i've had that feeling probably one time without worship where as a paramedic as part of alpha we were talked about how praying for healing mm-hmm. um and i'd never even thought about that before and i thought I help people through their physical ailments and some of their mental health ailments, but I don't help them through their spiritual ailment. And obviously you can't put your your religion and your beliefs onto someone else. So in my own private time, I will pray for my patients. I remember most of them, so I try and pray for them regularly. And there was this one gentleman who passed away. He was older and he was very unwell, and um, but he left a widow. Um, and she lived in a small country town. Um, her family lived about an hour and a half away. So I thought, no, I'm going to pray for her. And I was driving home praying for her because I, I, I usually pray when I'm on my own in some, the quietest times, mm. usually a drive. Um, and again, I had that feeling come through me. And I was like, God, actually listen to that one. You know, he's going to take care of her Mm. and make sure that she is safe and okay and surrounded by love. Mm. And that's all I asked for was to have her surrounded by love. Yeah. At this time. Yeah. And so um, you mentioned you go to Alpha. How how important was Alpha in your journey to where you are at the moment? Alpha was amazing. Not only did I meet amazing people, um, you know, I got to, to know... Jackie and Steve and, you know, other people there. And I got um, some beautiful food made by (laughs) Jack and Heather. Thank you, guys. You're the best. Um, Not just that. It was explaining things in a way that made sense. I I really enjoyed it. Um, Even as simple as how old um, the New Testament is. Mm. Um, You know... They showed the, you know, the New Testament it has, you know, not been around for 
that long, really, when you compare it to ancient Greeks, mm. where we've got texts from back then that we believe are written as they were. Mm. Um, so why would I not believe that this is a historical document? Yeah. And I never said I didn't believe that Jesus was alive. It was just more I always questioned of, well, how did he turn water into wine? Mm. Like, come on. God, yeah. yeah. Who, who, who can do that? Mm. Um, and with all the testimonies in it. So that, that really mm. helped as well, yeah. was just to put things in perspective. And, sure. you know, just having it come from, um, you know, one of the speakers in it coming from the same point as what I came from as well as, well, he was totally atheist. Mm -hmm. um, but how he you know, he's now a minister mm. and how that... And I'm just sitting there going, you know, I would laugh because he would talk about beware the smiling Christians. <laughs> and I, was, I cracked up at that because it is, you know, I'm just like, yep, yep, beware the smiling Christians because as a person who I have suffered depression mm -hmm. through, you know, from my teens onwards, you know, you wonder why are these people just smiling? Mm. They sit there and they just smile and they're happy for no other reason. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And I love that, um, you know, from talking to you and hearing a bit about your story, how evident it is that uh, the experience of coming to church was one thing, but you're also a very deep thinker and almost analytical in the, in the way you process things. And so it, it couldn't have just been a warm, fuzzy feeling of, I just need some friends. It had to make sense in your mind yes. as well. Yes, I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe in something unless I believed in something. Sure. I don't know if that makes sense, um, unless it was logical. Mm. I need logic. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I have studied the human body, so it makes sense. I, you know, I one of my courses that I did was the evolution of the brain mm -hmm. and how. And that all makes sense to me of how it came. So I'm open to changing my mind, of course. I mean, if you're not open to changing your mind about something, how can you? Mm. So, yes, so things have to make sense for me, for me to believe. Yeah. And if it didn't make sense, yeah. it wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. So it's made sense and you've experienced sort of yes. those moments of the presence of God on your life. Yes. Um, and seeing the, the change in... Um, uh, I suppose that um, the sense of joy and happiness that now you yes, have yeah. started to experience like the smiling uh, Christian the smiling <laughs> Christian, I became the smiling Christian at times, well at times most of the time, yeah. obviously COVID still affects me, yeah. you know I have depression, yeah. I am medicated for depression um, I still have it mm. but I have found that you know, I've, I've gone through this really rough period over the last couple of years. Um, you know, 18 months ago, my husband lost his job. We decided to move the country. We knew, knew no one. We didn't know the town. We just kind of, that sale, that's where we're living kind of thing. Um, and, you know, we had no family. We had no friends. We had no, we were one income, my income. Um, my husband's had health issues um, and it's been a really rough trot but especially after the assault where I could have quite easily 
gone into myself and gone into a depth of depression. I didn't, mm. you know. The opposite's happened. The opposite's happened. I, I was telling Jackie this story one day where I was just watching TV, nothing funny, nothing particular, but I was just like, my cheeks feel funny. What's... And I had a smile on my face. And I'm like, why am I smiling? I have no reason to be smiling. I am just smiling. I am happy for no... I'm a smiling Christian. <laughs> I am... So, yeah, yeah, so I've become one of those smiling Christians. Yeah. So. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you so much for, for sharing your story and letting yeah. us see a bit of... Um, the way God has worked in your life. It's been mm. such an encouragement, such a joy to see, um, yeah, just the, the way God has been at work, even just in these last few months of, mm. of um, through Alpha and through church and through uh, relationships and I suppose the encouragement for me and I hope for everybody else is that the, it's amazing that the little things that we do for people, the ways that we reach out, the ways that we love have such a big impact and influence and um, things like Alpha and things like taking meals and um, all those things just do wonders for people um, mm. and you never know when someone is on that at that point of turning to, to someone and saying, I think I need God um, mm. and so I love that I love that and um, I want to thank you for, for sharing your story and thank you for, for listening and um, and I hope it's been an encouragement to you and um, yeah once again thank you very much thank you thank you Kath uh, for sharing that wonderful story I hope that was a real encouragement to you um, as it has been to me I just love that Kath thought it was uh, quite random that they came to sale um, I think we can see that perhaps God had a bit of a plan for them in coming here um, hope you take that encouragement into your week. Uh, hopefully you can uh, maybe believe that story for somebody else who is in your life. Maybe that is your story. Maybe you need to um, commit and actually make um, a decision to follow Jesus. And if that is you, I'd love to talk to you about that. So send me a text message and we can get chatting about how we can make that happen for you. Um, Enjoy your week. Uh, let's just pray together as, as we leave this morning. God, we just thank you. God, we thank you for Kath. We thank you for Ray and the family. God, we thank you for the way that you brought them here to sail and for uh, the family that you have joined them into. And God, we thank you for the encouragement that this is to all of us, that we can believe this for our friends, for our workmates, for maybe even it is for ourselves. Uh, God, we thank you that you are the God that changes everything. Uh, God, we thank you that uh, that you go with us into our week. Um, God, we thank you that things will be different because we pray today. In Jesus' name, amen. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. See you next week.